Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, bringing you a new, another study from God's Word. And uh, remember our mailing address. It's Radio Missions or the old Trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We've been bringing you a series of studies on Satan, the God of this world. We're coming down close to the end in a few days. And uh, we're looking at the... The spirit of the Antichrist, how it's manifested in this present day in which you and I live. Let me call your attention to this. The manifestation of the spirit of the Antichrist is with us today. Also, all your so-called miracle healing campaigns that is abroad on the land today, whatever name they go under, they come into town with a long entourage here of a, of a trailer with all the tents and all those things. They put up two or three nights, and they have a divine healing service here, and they take a large offering and hit the road for the next town, my friend. No one saved under those ministries. I have never seen one yet who was awakened under the fact under those tents that they're lost. That's right. They've never been seen themselves. They go there. It's a highly emotionalism thing, and but they don't see themselves guilty. No, I've not found one who was rejoicing in the Lord and him alone because they have been redeemed by his blood. No, but they're always talking about some marvelous experience or vision or dream or all of this stuff of throwing the crutches away and all that. But that's not salvation, my friend. Satan, through his emissaries, does not preach blood redemption. Satan's ministers either deny, cover up, or explain away blood redemption in Christ. Wherever there's a religious sect that puts the emphasis on signs and wonders, and there may be a great stirring, yes, a popular movement seemingly may be setting the world on fire. It looks like they're doing great things, but it all blows over and all burns over, and there's only left a charred wreck with no lasting results and a little sawdust where they had the tent. Now, my friend, I know. I've been there. I've been to those meetings, and there's nothing left. You go back a day or two later, and you can't find anyone who come to know the Lord. You can't find anyone who uh, has ever been awakened to the fact that they're lost. Let me call your attention to this fact and give you something to think about. Here's an individual who goes into a place and reports three, five, seven thousand conversions. Oh, my friend, that's a big emotional stir, great popular movement. Go back there a few months later and put your finger on all those converts. No, no, no. Where are they? Let me give you something else to think about. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit took hold of that early church of 120 individuals, they set the known world on fire with their testimony. If 120 under the power of God's Holy Spirit could set the known world on fire 2,000 years ago, and six or 7,000 do not even make a ripple on the world's surface, what's the trouble? Pastor Shelton often said, if eight or ten folks got saved here in the city of New Orleans, they'd turn this city upside down with their testimony. And they would, my friend. They would. They would. When the Lord saves an individual here at Radio Mission, it, for days and weeks we get to hear how the Lord saved a sinner. Oh, brings us back to our first love. Brings us back to when the Lord saved us, doesn't it? You know, I think we ought to go back occasionally and give our folks a chance just to tell how the Lord saved them. I think we're going to start doing that here in our, in our prayer meetings on Sunday night. Just stand up and tell us how the Lord saved you. We don't have nothing but time. You in a hurry to get home after in prayer meeting? I'm not. 
I always love to hear someone praise the Lord. Do you have prayer meeting in your church, my friend? There on Sunday night or Wednesday night, do you have prayer meeting? Ask the pastor if you can get up and tell how the Lord saved you. Or, better than that, ask him to tell us. I tell my folks here how the Lord saved me. It doesn't take long. No, it doesn't take long. You don't have to go into every detail. I tell them here how the Lord awakened me one day back there many years ago. I heard the late Pastor Sheldon. I knew from the first time I ever heard him that he was sincere. He was honest. He was telling the truth, and he was using God's word. I just knew it. You asked me how I knew it because I was not a religious person. No, I didn't know Genesis from Revelation. But listen, I knew that he was bringing the truth. You know why? Because the Lord showed it to me. The Holy Spirit let me or allowed me uh, or directed me to perceive that it was the truth. And then the Holy Spirit began to deal with my heart over a period of months and years and brought me down as a poor old lost sinner. Oh, I was rebellious as hell. Yeah, sure. But I bucked and pricked and kicked like Paul did against the prick. But the Lord subdued that. Oh, you know why? Because I was one of his elect. And he set his love upon me. And he brought me to see that I was a sinner. Oh, what a sinner. Oh, I was clean on the outside. I didn't drink and smoke and chase women and curse and all of those things. But on the inside, my heart was corrupt. And corrupt as, as sin, my friend. Just like an old uh, uh, den of snakes inside. That's right. That's what old Jacob was, just an old wiggling maggot. My friend, listen, that's where the Lord brings every sinner to. Did you know that? The Lord doesn't save you in your un, 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 unholy, ungodly condition. He breaks up that fallow ground. He gives you a cry against sin. Lord, Lord, save me from my sin, not in my sin. I had a man ask me here one morning on 11 o'clock. He said, can a man be saved living in adultery? I said, no. Immediately I said, no, you never get saved in living in adultery. And I tell you, if you're shacking up, slipping around, having an affair with somebody, you ain't gonna, you, you're not saved. You're never going to be saved. No, the Lord doesn't save you in your sin, my friend. The Lord saves us from our sin, washes us and cleanses, and that blood washes that sin away. Don't leave us in sin. God's child stumbles into sin. Our old nature is to sin. But let me tell you one thing. The minute it happens, you come crying to the Lord. Lord, wash me anew. Lord, Lord, forgive me. Lord, don't, don't hold that against me. Lord, I'm so, I'm so ashamed of myself that I've sinned. Oh, listen, folks, a lot of difference in that and wallowing around in sin, isn't it? That's right. But listen, listen, my friend, we, we, on these, on these uh, miracle workers they have today, listen now, but those folks there on the day of Pentecost, only 120 of them were saved, but they began to preach and brought down the uh, Holy Spirit conviction there. And uh, listen now, listen. Oh, my friend, but now, now we're relying on signs and programs and lying ones which deceiveth the people. They're never awakened to their lost condition, and they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, according to Revelation 12. 
If you want to make the uh, average religious uh, religious individual blush and stutter, ask him how the Lord saved him. I've asked you folks on our radio audience several times. Ask your pastor. Ask your Sunday school teacher. Just to stand up and tell him, tell you how the Lord saved him. Or if it's a woman Sunday school teacher, I hope you don't have a woman preacher. You know how I stand on that, my friend. If you don't, you write me and I'll send you my studies on a woman preacher. Ask your pastor to tell you how God saved him. Yes, the false prophet will come up with uh, scenes, uh, signs and wonders and lying wonders that deceive men and he might lead them to worship the beast which they wound by the sword did, uh, and he did live. No individual will be led to worship the beast until he's been utterly deceived. Now in Revelation 13, 4, we're going to have a few moments left. We're going to read. We find that the false prophet will make an image to the beast. And according to the 15th verse, he'll have power to give life unto the image of the beast. And the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image to be killed. The false prophet will serve the Antichrist as the anti-Holy Spirit. That's right. You have here the trinity of hell, Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. Now here's what it will happen. Listen, the worship of the Antichrist will be worldwide. The image will be set up, and no doubt smaller images will be made and sent all over the world for people to worship. We have that now, don't we? That's right. This will be Satan's masterpiece. Satan will be in his heyday, sitting on the throne in the person of the Antichrist, and will be worshipped worldwide, except according to Revelation 13:8, those whose names are written in the book of the life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. God will have his elect during that time who will refuse to bow to the Antichrist and to the false prophet. They will be few in number in comparison to the multitudes, but thank the Lord there will be some who will refuse at the threat of their death to bow to the worship just as the three Hebrew, Hebrew children did there in Daniel's time. Let's notice how the Antichrist will rise to this power. Christ said, If a man gain the whole world and lose his own soul, what shall it profit the man? Well, the Antichrist will gain the whole world. He'll gain it by getting hold of the world bank, world commerce, world capital, world labor, slowly but surely, and I believe it's taking place right at this present time, surely he will get all under his control. You cannot control a man in his thinking or in his religion until you control his pocketbook or his breadbasket. We see that trend today towards governmental control. All so many people now are on the take, on the dole, everything coming into the hands of a few. It's, on, it's slowly taking place now right under our eyes, and the Antichrist, by the power of the false prophet, will slowly bring everything under his control. And when he does, according to Revelation 13, 16, he will call all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Now, we're going to look much closer at that in our next study. Uh, 
on the rise of the Antichrist. I, I wonder if you are enjoying or appreciating these messages on the old Trailblazer broadcast. I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to hear from you. Do me good if you'd sit down and say, Pastor, I'm hearing you over such and such a station in the morning, early in the morning up there in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Many of our trucker friends are driving down the highway with those big rigs. I wish you'd sit down one day when you get to the truck stop. Just drop me a little note, driver. Let me know if you're listening. Write us and let us hear from you. Tell you, Pastor, I enjoy your messages. I appreciate them. And I, I don't want to go to hell. Just tell me that. I want to be saved. And I'll begin to pray for you. Put you on my prayer list, on my personal prayer list. Many have done that thing. Oh, Pastor, pray for me. I'm lost. Pray for me, Pastor. My prayers won't save you, but I'll bring you to the throne of God's grace. I call your name. I see your faces sitting out there around the chapels where we have services. In our many of our tape families, we have tape families all over this nation who receive these tapes uh, from our broadcast here Sunday and Sunday night, Wednesday night. They listen to them, hear them, send them back. We call it our revolving tape fund, revolving tape plan. If you're interested, you write us and we'll send you that information. My friend, our, our objective is to get out the gospel. We're not, we're not mad with anybody. We're not critical with anybody. We're not taking issue with... We're just stating facts. We're just bringing you God's message. Satan has his emissaries. They don't back down. They don't bite their tongue. They get up and holler and you and yell and all of these things. But listen, listen, folks. God's man, God's man must be true to the souls of men. I must be true to you. I can't do any otherwise. I have to be true to you. And, and that is to tell you that if you haven't been saved, if you haven't been washed in the blood of the Lamb, that you lost and on the road to hell. On the road to a devil's hell, my friend. Is that what you want to do? You say, oh, Pastor, don't try to scare me. I'm not trying to frighten you. I'm just telling you the truth. One day, one day you have to stand before the great judgment throne there, and the Lord will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Cast him out into outer darkness where there will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. You want to go there, my friend? This is the old trailblazer. This is Pastor Albert Fendorvis, the old trailblazer, bringing the message to a close this morning. I wish I had another hour. Remember, my mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you Radio Missions is offering a flash drive containing sermons delivered by L.R. Shelton Sr., the founding pastor of the ministry. Each flash drive contains 844 sermons and over 500 hours of preaching. For more information on this historic offer, call the church office at 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658.